Do you envision Christmas as a magical time with excitement and joy and love flowing through the air? Or do you think of Christmas as stressful and tiring and hectic? How can we make Christmas be more magical where we actually experience the spirit of Christmas and not the stress and the bustle of the holiday season with the present buying and the party planning and the house decorating? In today's episode, Tiffany Hinkson shares with us her ideas of how to bring back the magic for Christmas by simplifying our holiday season. Listen to some of her ideas to help make your season more magical. Hi, I'm Leslie. And I'm Lindsay. And you are about to experience a new way to have family scripture study. Get ready, because this is where we say no to fancy, time-intensive lessons. No to trying to cover all the material and no to stressing over what to talk about each day. And instead, we're going to say yes to simple but powerful family scripture study. Yes to family discussions and yes to change to help our family become more like Jesus Christ. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the My Teaching Matters podcast. I'm Leslie Johnson, and I am here today with Tiffany Hinkson. Tiffany, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, so um, I my name's Tiffany. I'm the mom of three cute little kids. We've got um, a six-year-old boy, a four-year-old boy, and a one-year-old girl. And we live in Smithfield. Um, my husband is a computer programmer, and um, I do photography on the side. And I've just um, lately become really interested in simplifying and minimizing and all things like that. So I'm just really excited to be with you tonight. Oh, that is so awesome. So um, Tiffany and I have been friends for, for quite a while. Her, her and Lindsay are, mm-hmm. are the same age. They went to school together. But I follow Tiffany on Facebook and um, she posted something really neat the other day. And I, I reached out to her just as soon as I read her post. I'm like, oh, we've <laughs> got to do a podcast on this. And um um, before I tell you even what it is about, I want to tell you another story because um, just earlier uh, that day or maybe the day before, I was talking to another mom and she was telling me how she just wanted to simplify Christmas. She's just like, it's so, so hectic. And she says, and I don't want our Christmas to be just about the presents. So she started telling me what she was going to do and she was going to have um, just one present that she gave her kids. Um, but then the big present was going to be a vacation that they were going to take in the spring or early summer. And up from time of Christmas up until the time they left, she was going to have a weekly little um, book or activity or something to kind of get them excited about the trip. So she was putting together um, QR codes. She was finding stories because they wanted to go their big trip was to go to dinosaur land her kids love dinosaurs so they're going to take the kids to dinosaur land and so she was trying to find um, things about dinosaurs activities or um, books that they could do and so she's like so every week I have a new little QR code that we're going to scan and we're going to um, read that book together or we're going to do that activity and she says that's what our Christmas is going to be we're just going to extend it a little bit and, um, you know, have an experience together. And I thought, oh, I love that. I just love this idea of simplifying and creating experiences that create memories that last longer than a toy from Walmart. 
And so when I saw Tiffany's post, which was all about how to simplify for Christmas, <laughs> I'm like, oh, we have to do this. I'm so excited about this. So Tiffany, what uh, you you put together a little workbook almost of how to help mm-hmm. us um, simplify for Christmas. But what what brought you to this idea? Give us the backstory of, of all of this. Yeah, well, that's actually really interesting because when I first thought about it, I was like, well, is there a backstory? I don't know. I just kind of like made it. But <laughs> um, but then as I thought about it, I was like, oh, my goodness, there really is. And I was so grateful for the um, chance to kind of reflect on this. Um, so thinking about it, it, it probably all started about a year ago. Um, and just kind of as some background, um, I struggle with depression and anxiety. And around um, January of last year, I had, let's see, she was probably like a little, my little girl was probably about four months old and she was not sleeping at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so a you're really, not really, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> a really difficult time. Um, and my depression was just kind of off the charts. I was just like really feeling down um, and I, I was kind of searching for, you know, something to really, to help me escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I was listening to, um, a talk by President Nelson. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon it. It was, it was one that he did for a worldwide broadcast. Um, and it was called Becoming True Millennials. And, mm-hmm. um, in it, he said, um, pray to know what to add to your environment and what to remove so that the spirit can be with you in abundance. And that just like really hit me. I was like, wow, I have the power to change something. Like I, I can help the spirit to be with me. Um, so anyway, from there, I just kind of started this big journey of simplifying. Um, I started with like the physical things. Um, and we got rid of probably like half of our stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and which was really interesting because I realized as, as my space started to be simplified, then, um, then my mind felt more at peace and I felt, I don't know, I felt really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I started to kind of carry that on into other areas of my life. Um, I was like, Oh wait, what about like my media use? And I started to, um, kind of cut back on like, um, uh, like I turned off all of my notifications and then I cut back on like the things that I was getting through my email subscriptions and things like that. And then, um, and then it came up to, um, like, how am I spending my time and how can I, how can I kind of minimize and cut out some of the fluff that isn't bringing my fam, me and my family peace and bringing us closer to the Lord. Um, and so as we started, um, going closer to Christmas, um, I just realized like, wow, this is a really good time to use some of these skills that I've learned throughout the year. Um, because Christmas is such an important time. It's such, I don't know, it's, um, the birth of our savior. And I was actually talking with my sister the other day and I think I had just sent her the planner. I was like, will you take a look at this? I, I, I want to see if there's anything you think I should add. And we were talking about how, 
you know, this is Jesus Christ when we just celebrate his birthday. And how sad would it be if like for our own birthdays, we knew that like everyone was getting super stressed and they were just like feeling, you know, guilty that it's not perfect or things like that. It's like, I want people to enjoy that day. So um, anyway, that's kind of, that's kind of where I was coming from um, as I was making the planner and my um, thoughts and putting it together. Oh, I love that. That is so good. And you, when you were talking about um, just like decluttering your space, this is actually one of the things that I don't like about Christmas is because I'm in charge of buying all the presents for all of the family and all of the grandkids. And mm-hmm. then I have to buy presents for the uh, work party and for the ward get together. And pretty soon my house is just like overflowing with all these Amazon boxes. <laughs> yeah. And I start like hyperventilating. <laughs> and I'm like, I really, I'm like, like trying to hide everything that I can under my bed or in a closet. So I don't have to look at it because yes. it really is stressful. And so when you said that, I'm like, yes, I almost can't wait for Christmas to be over. And it hasn't yeah. even started so that I can get back to some semblance of normalcy. So I totally get where you're coming from. So help us. What do we do so that we don't want Christmas to be over before it started? Yeah. Well, um, as I was thinking about it, I, so like in the, in the very beginning of the planner, um, I, well, and, and just to, just to let you know, like I, I made this just for myself because I was like, oh, I wanted, I don't want to get caught up in the busyness of it. Um, but I, I just kind of had the prompting to share it with other people. So if it's helpful for other people, then, then that's great, you know, but, (laughs) um, but uh, when I was making it for myself, I was thinking like, okay, let's, let's think about what we want Christmas. What do I want Christmas to feel like? What, um, you know, what emotions am I going to, want to experience what am I going to want my my family to feel my kids to feel um and then the second question was what do um what do I want to focus on this year and then what do I want less of and you know I think sometimes sometimes we just I I know I get caught up in this trap where it's like you know I'm too busy to simplify things like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just can't sit down and take the time to simplify because I'm already too busy Mm -hmm. um but I found every time I just take a second and, you know, Christmas is, we know what kind of to expect. Like it's, it's kind of similar each year. So we can kind of look ahead and say, okay, this is what's happened in previous years. This is what I like about it. Let's keep this. And maybe there might be things that we don't like about Christmas. And if it doesn't bring us peace or if it doesn't bring us closer to the Lord, then you know what? It just doesn't need to happen. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And I love when you talk about um, thinking about what do I want my Christmas to be? What do I want it to feel like? What do I want to focus on? What do I want less of? Because because you're right. I mean, if you are, Christmas is going to come, right? We know that it's mm-hmm. coming in just over a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we can choose to be proactive and say, this is what I want my Christmas to look like. Or we can just let the days happen and Christmas is going to happen and all of those things are going to happen and we're just going to get caught up in the flow mm-hmm. and and then it's going to be there and it's going to be over and we won't have accomplished what we maybe could have had we thought beforehand. And I so I love what you are doing in helping us kind of Decide beforehand, what do we want our Christmas season to look like? Let's, let's focus on making it something more or less 
than it has mm-hmm. been in the past. So I love that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so exactly. so what kind of things can we do? So um, as I went throughout the planner, well, the, the next thing that I kind of touch on is that, like, um, I don't know, because I have lots of different sections, you know, for, like, Christmas cards, neighbor gifts, and, like, traditions and food and all the things. Um, but I, I realized this year, I was like, wow, all of these... Like pretty much everything. I mean, I still need to feed my family, right? And, <laughs> and we're, yeah. we're gonna do a little bit of, you know, we're gonna give gifts and stuff, but like pretty much everything is optional or just extra. And I had never really thought of it that way. It's like, okay, well, my neighbors expect a gift. So what am I gonna do? You know, and all these mm-hmm. things. And, um, so I just, I was like, wow, this is kind of freeing to realize that we don't have to do all those things. Um, so for instance, like there's the Christmas card, um, section. Um, and so I just start out, it's like, do I want to send Christmas cards this year? Like that's an option to say no. It's, you know, if mm-hmm. we don't, then I don't think we'll have an angry mob coming after us being like, where's my Christmas card? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are other options too on, um, you know, how we can do our Christmas cards. We can, Cause in the past, I just started to send it to like more and more and more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and those are people I love and it's great, but I realized that there are other ways that I can show love for those people and at different times of the year too. Um, so, you know, we can send like the typical like printed Christmas cards or, you know, it's like we could send a handwritten, a couple handwritten notes to just a a few people or maybe like our kids could just draw some pictures for their grandparents or things like that um so it's yeah it was it's really fun to kind of think through things and and know that it's not it's not a rule that we have to do all of these things they are they're really cool traditions and and i'm not against like any of the christmas traditions i'm like i love christmas it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's my favorite time of the year but um but yeah, I, I really love that things are optional, um, rather than just mandatory. (laughs) So, you know, what I love about that, Tiffany, is this idea that it is optional. And once you can be okay with that, then all the guilt goes away. Like the first year I didn't send Christmas cards. I felt so guilty. I was getting all of these Christmas cards and I'm like, Oh, I didn't do Christmas (laughs) cards. What am I going to do? And, and then, and I just felt really guilty and really bad about it that I hadn't got to that. Um, and then the next year, I realized, you know what? It was really nice not to have to send Christmas cards. And I really love these people, and I love getting Christmas cards. Um, but I'm going to choose maybe just to do a Facebook post and wish everyone Happy Christmas and <laughs> um, simplify that way. And and But the, the point I, I that I'm trying to make is that if you decide beforehand, you don't have to feel guilty. And that takes a lot of the stress because even just the feeling of guilt or feeling like you have to do something can be so mm-hmm. stressful. Yes, definitely. And I feel like we get a lot of that as moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of like, because cause lately, um, the past couple years, I'll like go to bed on Christmas Eve and be like, okay, Christmas is tomorrow. And I'll kind of have the thought like, oh, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. <laughs> And, and mm-hmm. I've, I've been kind of wondering, like, why do I have that feeling? And I think some of it is, you know, I mean, experiencing it as a mom is very different than experiencing it as a child. That's, yeah. you know, Christmas as a child is a really special thing. But I think we put a lot of expectations on ourselves that, um, 
everyone's Christmas experience um, is like our responsibility. Like they, like we have to make sure everyone has a great time. Um, and I think, you know, it, it is really great when we can do those things to help others. And, and I love, I love doing that, but um, also just to give ourselves some grace at this time of year and to let ourselves enjoy it is, it's really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I think almost, you know, sometimes even just, I don't know if you were going to get to this point, but I'm just thinking of, of serving others, you know, oh, everybody thinks that you've got to do these service projects around Christmas and, you know, make sure that you visit all these people or do all these things. And yet, mm-hmm. I almost, I, I think about that and then I think, but what about all the other days of the year when... Mm-hmm they're lonely or people could use an act of service or a kind word or a visit that we don't don't do and so I just think you know spreading it out over the year and being okay with that actually Mm -hmm. is a good thing not feeling like you have to do it all in three weeks oh yes I totally agree because I feel like sometimes we see Christmas as a deadline Um, Mm -hmm. It's like everything has to be done before then. Like we have to see every member of our family and we have to give everyone in our like in our social circles some kind of gift and all by Christmas. But yeah, that's one of the things um, that that I kind of struck me as I was writing this planner is like, oh, wait, there are lots of things we can do after, which is also a really good um, thought for me, too, um, because like you were saying, like the visits and things, I think it's really great to be able to spread that out. Um, especially, I don't know where we live. It's super cold mm-hmm. <laughs> and really kind of dark and depressing, um, in January and February and thinking, Oh, we can do some of these things, you know, like you're saying, being intentional and saying, you know what, we're, we're not going to get to this person before Christmas, but we're going to plan a time after Christmas, um, you know, January, February, one of those months where we can get together and have something that like they can look forward to and we can look forward to. Um, I think that is really awesome as well. Yeah, because sometimes January and February are really down. I mean, down months because it's cold, it's dark, it's wintry and you've, you know, you don't really have anything to look forward to. So I like your idea of, you know, let's make some of those special visits in January or February, or even we've started now a lot of times before Christmas is just so hard to have a family Christmas party. So we do it actually between Christmas and New Year's, which is Mm -hmm. most people have off and it's easier to get together and it's, you know, continuing the fun throughout the week. And I'm like, you know what, that just takes some so much of the pressure off to try to get it done before Christmas. Like you say, that right. deadline that that we have for whatever reason in our in our heads. Yes. So so give us a few more ideas of how we can handle um, you know, the get togethers or the Christmas visits or what were some of the ideas that you found? Um yeah, so I mean there um so you mean like as far as like just the get togethers or like other aspects of Christmas? Any aspect, yeah. Okay. Um, so one of, one of my favorite things to look through is decorations. And it's interesting because I'm like so adamant about simplifying, but I admit like I love decorating and it's really fun. (laughs) Um, it's just one of those extras I like. Um, but one of the things that I, I realized this year is, um, in decorating, we don't have to like overwhelm ourselves with it. Um, and, I, the thought just came to me, you know what? Decorating doesn't even have to happen all in one day. Um, we can put a little bit out 
and and just think to ourselves, okay, is this is this enough? Or, you know, is there maybe something I missed? Like, oh, the kids really miss this. You know, we can put that out. Um, and, and then also think to ourselves, like, okay, in this room, can I still feel peaceful? Um, can I still, you know, do I or do I feel anxiety in here? Like, oh, no, something's going to break or there's just too much, things like that. Um, Mm. that, that kind of really helps me because sometimes I'm just like, oh, we need more. Like each Christmas I'm like, okay, I've got to go to Hobby Lobby and, you know, get some more or whatever, you know, but, um, it's, um, but, but yeah, there, I think there is, there is a time when it, when it's enough in it and it still feels really cozy and it feels really Christmassy and, um, but we don't have to feel like we have to keep adding and adding to it. You know, I think that like, we put these expectations on ourselves, right? Sometimes we think like, okay, so for example, this is a big thing this year for me. Um, we've moved into this new house and it's been, we've been here two years now. This will actually be our third Christmas and we still don't have lights on our house. And so I thought this is the year we're going to put lights on the outside of our house because um, it's not something that my husband likes to do and so it's left up to me and I Mm -hmm. can't get on the roof to put up the lights (laughs) so I thought this year we're going to do it and my husband had a little bit of time and so we started putting them up and our roof is just so high and so um so far off the ground that it was just really scary and he's like I don't know if this is such a good idea and I'm like you know what I agree this is probably a little bit dangerous and um (laughs) And we don't have the money to hire professionals to come and put up all of our Christmas lights. That's just not where we want to spend our money. And, um, and so we might have another year without Christmas lights, but I'm, I, you know, I thought, you know what, why? There's lots of ways to decorate and there's lots of ways to have fun. We don't have to, you know, keep up with the Joneses next door. We can mm-hmm. just be who we are and be okay with that. And people are still going to love me even if I don't have Christmas lights up. I hope. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, and and I think that's a really great thing to realize is like what, you know, what are the consequences really going to be of like not putting up Christmas lights? You know, sometimes we feel that stress, but it's like, oh, wait, actually, it's fine. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. My neighbors still like me. Yeah. They have for two years. Hopefully they yeah. will for this year, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I love that idea of just... um you know, just watch for when enough is enough and don't put that pressure on yourself to feel like you've got to decorate every nook and cranny. I remember going into some people's houses and being just amazed. Even the bathroom had Christmas decorations mm-hmm. to the gills, you know. I'm like, oh, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it is, you know, it is really cool to see those things and to experience that. And I think, you know, if if that's a way that, like, someone feels like, they feel Christmas, this Christmas spirit, and they feel joy like that. Like, that's awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just a matter of, like, like paying attention to how you feel and um, what what feels good in your home and what feels good to your family. You know, that's so true because I remember there were times growing up when, you know, that in the, in the movies and all the Christmas shows, decorating the Christmas tree was such a blissful event. Everybody's just so happy and they put the star up on the tree. And I remember times when it was not that way. It was a lot of anger and frustration because the lights didn't work and you kids get out of the way. I'm trying to put this up. And you know, that's not, or, 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 you know, you kids, you can't put that ornament there. That doesn't look good or whatever. And, 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's not fun. That's, that's, it's, why do we do that to ourselves? You know, why do we have to think that yeah. it has to be so perfect <laughs> that the kids can't help put the, the ornaments on or, or whatever. So I don't, how have you uh-huh. managed to do that, Tiffany, with a bunch of little kids? How do you find that balance of decorating it so it looks nice for you, but also letting the kids be a part of things? Right. Yeah. So, so in our house, um, we just kind of, we kind of have designated areas where it's like, okay, this is (laughs) like, this is mom's place where I kind of want it to look pretty, you know? And then like in the downstairs, the kids, um, have a, have a little Christmas tree that they're totally in charge of decorating. Um, they decorate the room. They've made like tons of snowflakes and, they hung like their toys on the tree and stuff like that, you know, and they, they feel so proud of it. Like they're, yep. that's just how they want it to look. And, and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. That's their place, you know, and then I can have my little, my little place upstairs where, mm-hmm. where I'm my decorating. So that's, that's worked for us. I love that idea. That's a great idea that let them have their own little tree to decorate and have, you know, give them the ownership of it to do whatever they want. I think that's really mm-hmm. smart. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me, okay, so this is a big thing then, gift buying. Gift buying can be overwhelming. The more people you get in your family or the more gifts you feel like you have to get for the neighbors and friends, and how can you mm-hmm. simplify the gift giving and the buying? Oh, yes, yeah, this is definitely a big thing. And one that we've, you know, we've tried different things throughout the year and, or throughout the years, mm-hmm. <laughs> and... um so just trying to find, you know, like the, the sweet point for us. Um, but what's, what's helped for us is to, um, well, I'm, I'm not really big on buying things, especially since I worked so hard to take a lot of the stuff out of our house. So, um, we've, um, I know a lot of people talk about this, but you know, you can give experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was, so a couple of years ago we did, um, like a children's museum, um, this year, don't tell my kids, but they're getting <laughs> swimming lessons. <laughs> oh. And um, yeah, there's, I mean, I think there are all kinds of things that you can do, you know, like, um, and even for grandparents, you know, it's like they can, they can teach kids like how to cook or they can teach them a skill that they know. Um, or we've done, my, my husband gave my kids each like a one-on-one camping trip um, mm. where then they, they absolutely loved that. They got to choose the food. They got to choose um, like where they went and things like that. They, they really loved that. How fun. Um, and we've stayed, we've stayed at like, <laughs> we went to a hotel that was really close to home, but it had a pool. And so we just <laughs> stayed there for a night. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that perfect. was really fun. But yeah, I think, um, I've, I, I think just, um, one of the traps that I get caught in, you know, I, I'll set a limit for myself and say, okay, each person only needs like this amount of gifts, or maybe we're just going to spend like X amount on each person. And, but you know, sometimes it's really hard because I'll, I'll get all the shopping done early and then I'll think, oh, but wouldn't they just love this? Or, mm-hmm. oh, um, this, I, my friend is getting this for their kids. Maybe I should do that too, you know? And it's really sometimes really hard to, um, stick to your con- convictions that way. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in a way that that's kind of why I'm writing this down, you know, keeping myself accountable, like, okay, we're only going to spend this much on each kid. Um, and, and just knowing that, um, I don't know, kids, sometimes 
we we see that initial like opening the present like yay they're so excited but you know what it in the long run i feel like they're just as happy with simple things or even fewer things you know they mm. um they'll still have like a wonderful magical christmas time um but they i i think they'll love us just the same whether or not we give them a ton of presents or not you know that's so true particularly when they're little if you set the, the expectations they don't they mm-hmm. have no expectations really they're just excited to get something or to you know the idea of those opening those presents is almost more fun than the presents themselves and so yes. i uh, think that that's sure. a a really um good idea and i i really love this idea of of experiences so um that's actually what i try to do but i i need to be better at it but this year, I want my kids, um, my kids are, are all gone out of the mm-hmm. home for the most part, but they're coming home for Christmas. And um, I'm like, I want to do an experience for with the family. And but I don't in the past, we've done some really fun things like we've um, did a VRBO one year and we had Christmas mm-hmm. all together to our kids that were far away. It was kind of like in the middle of our place. And then where Scott and Lindsay were living, we got this VRBO in the middle. So we each had to travel just a few hours. And then we met there for Christmas. And that was really fun. And But this year, I didn't want to spend the money on something like that. So I says, um, I, I got this. Um, you guys probably know what this is. I'm old. And so the kids had to tell me about it. But it's called Oculus. <laughs> it's like a virtual reality game, which I don't get into to gaming or whatever. But the kids that were saying how much fun it was to to do that and to watch other people play it. So somebody is playing it, but you get to watch what they do. And it could be a fun experience. And so that was something that I, I'm getting us for Christmas that we can do while the kids are here that we can. And I says, okay, this is what I'm buying for us. If you want to buy dad and I a present, then you get buy buy the games to go with it because I'm just doing the the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> you guys get to buy the game <laughs> to go with it. And so we're all kind of looking forward to this experience that we'll have in our own home. We're not going anywhere, but it's something that um would co- I wouldn't buy this for any one person. Um mm-hmm. but we bought it for all of us to to, to have an experience together. And that's I, that was my purpose in buying it. So I tried to think of some kind of experience that we can have together. And that was what we chose for this year. And I and I love, you know, your idea of swimming lessons or um, the other mom I was talking to who's going to, dis- or to dinosaur land. I just think those kind of things are really awesome Christmas presents. Yeah, I love those too. And I love your idea of, you know, doing something that you can all do together, especially since you all live in different places now. And, you know, that'll be a really memorable thing for them. I think that's a really great idea. Well, that sometimes you run out of ideas, and I, <laughs> but that was what I thought. That was my that was my purpose. As I purposely bought that with that intent, it wasn't mm-hmm. just oh, I think this would be fun. It was like okay, what I want to do with this is have an experience together. So it's going to be you know the kids will be here for two or three days together. That will give us something fun to do here at home that we can enjoy together. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Tiffany, there were a couple other areas that you thought we could simplify. And what were some of those other areas that that you thought of? Yeah, so um, I, I guess another big one for moms is food. Mm. <laughs> um, so and, and, you know, I've, I've seen this a lot. And 
um, like my mom and my mother-in-law like work so hard and they make like spectacular meals. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm, <laughs> I didn't really understand what like kind of work went into it until I became a mom. And I <laughs> thought, wow, <laughs> this is, that's a lot of work. And so, um, one, one thing that I really appreciate that I learned from my mother-in-law is, um, she, I, I remember when I start, first started dating my husband, she made these really great rolls. And I was like, oh, these are great rolls. She's like, oh, these are, these are rolls, rolls. Like I just, you know, I just warm them up. And I was like, wait, we can do that. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, um, so yeah, I think that, um, as far as, as far as food goes, we can kind of think, you know, what are the most, for me, I have a really hard time making any kind of breads. I, I, that really stresses me out. And so, um, that's one thing I, I just choose to, to buy. It's like, I'm, I'm just going to buy, um, pre-made rolls or ones that I can just pop in the oven. Um, or, um, you know, it's, it's also, especially for having like these great big family meals, it's great to be able to have everyone bring a little something. Um, I know a lot of families that do that and it's really, um, my, my family's been really, I, I really lo love doing that with, um, my mom and my sisters and we all just bring a little something and it makes it, it makes it really enjoyable and a lot less stressful. Um, and then we can, you know, homemade stuff is great too. I, my mom makes the most amazing pies. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, she is really, really good at it. And I think, you know, if we can identify the things um, you know, it's like, this is something I enjoy making, or this can be really simple. I can just, you know, make this really mm -hmm. quickly. Those can very easily be, you know, we can do that homemade, but we don't have to think, oh, everything here has to be made by me and it all has to be homemade. Cause that, that really <laughs> is a, it can get, get a lot very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's so. a really good point. I know that, um, well, and I think too, like, um, sometimes you feel like you've got to do all this baking for Christmas, right? You got to make everybody's mm -hmm. favorite cookies and you got to make the peanut brittle and the divinity and the fudge and all of those things. And I think that at least when I was a child, a lot of that was, and I think we've kind of, um, gotten away from that a little bit because there is so much that you can buy and that does make it so much simpler that you don't feel like you have to make the sugar cookies and the peanut butter bars and the chocolate chip cookies. I mean, and the gingerbread mm -hmm. houses and then, you know, it can just go on yeah. and on and on all the different things that you have to make. And um, I, yeah, you can just think, you know what, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to make that. We're going to forego this or have it at another time during the year again, trying to do it all. Why do we try to feel like we have to eat every kind of dessert there is to eat in <laughs> December? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We can, we can spread it out a little bit. So yeah, definitely. I like that. Yeah. Well, and, and like with that thing, you know, I think it's fun to kind of also think what are our family's very favorite desserts mm. or very favorite things? And, you know, those can be the things that will make every Christmas associate with Christmas and, and the other things that people kind of like, but you know, they're not crazy about. We can just, we can save for later or just kind of cross it off the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're giving you permission to cross things off the list. It's okay. <laughs> mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What else? I know that there, besides the food, what else do we have that we can simplify? So we also have um, school. Um, if you have kids in school, you can think about, mm. um, you know, do are we going to, um, are you going to help in the, in the class? Like, do you have time for that right now? Or is that something that you enjoy? 
Um, or are you going to give a teacher, give the teacher a gift? And, and if so, could your child like be in charge of making it or coming up with a gift? Cause sometimes even, even thinking of a gift can take a lot of brain power. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I, I really love involving my kids when they can, especially things like this, where we're, they're the one that is really interacting with the teacher each day. And it would probably be more, you know, pretty meaningful to have something from the child. Um, so yeah, school is definitely somewhere where we can simplify. Um, and then church also, we can think about, um, you know, sometimes, um, they're like really big, um, you know, like Christmas dinners or big Christmas programs the day of. And, and if your calling is something that's going to be, um, really demanding, you know, we can think, is there a way that we can simplify it? Are there other people that can help me with this? Um, cause, um, that's, that's also an area where we can simplify too. I love that. So right now I'm in the Release Society and I, um, I'm belong to one of these Release Society Facebook pages and I see, a lot of these posts going on about how, you know, what are you guys doing for your sisters for Christmas? What are you some Christmas gifts that you're going to be giving to all your sisters? And I, the thought of giving all of the sisters in our ward a Christmas gift and having to deliver all of those Christmas <laughs> gifts just like gives me anxiety and I just feel overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. And then I thought, well, why do I have to do that? I don't, I yeah. we don't have to, right? I don't think they're expecting a, a nice gift from the Release Society. There's lots of people who are going to give them gifts. Um, yeah. As we talked about it as a Release Society presidency, we kind of thought, you know what? There are a few sisters that we should probably reach out to before Christmas, but it's going to be a handful and it's going to be a manageable few that we could take a little Christmas card or a little Christmas something to um, and not feel like we have to do it for every single woman in the ward. And I'm okay with that. I don't, maybe some people aren't, but I no, am okay well, yeah. with that. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, and I think that's part of what ministering is too, you know, so that um, it can kind of like, that's kind of delegated. Like each, each sister is kind of taken care of by another sister and they can, you know, we can make sure to take care of our ministering sisters, make sure that they're having, um, you know, feeling loved at Christmas and stuff. But yeah, I agree. Like for a Relief Society presidency, that sounds really, really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it is to me. So I'm just, we just, I'm not going there this year. <laughs> and if I offend someone, I apologize right now. But, um, okay. So, um, we've talked about a lot of things that we can simplify, a lot of ways to simplify. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, what, what do we want to get out of Christmas? So we're trying to think of what, how can we simplify Christmas, but what do we want to get out of it? What, I don't know, I guess I'm not quite sure how to ask the question, but we talked about a lot of things yeah. we want to take yeah. out of Christmas. What do we right. want to put into Christmas maybe? Well, yeah, I think that's a really important question because um, otherwise, what's the point of simplifying, you know, if right. you can, you can simplify as much as you want, but if it, but if we don't have kind of an objective or something that we want out of Christmas, it, it won't really help. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's really important. And, um, and so, uh, I, I kind of wanted to think about this. Um, I mean, you can think about it in a couple of ways, like what do you hope for your family? What do you hope for yourself and like to spiritually grow, to become closer to Christ? And so one of the questions that I asked myself is, um, 
how am I going to feel Jesus Christ's love for me this Christmas season? Um, because knowing what I do about him, um, I know that he wants us to feel that love, especially during Christmas time, you know, um, Mm -hmm. he's, I, I'm, I'm sure he's just, just hoping to find all of these different ways to show us this love and so that we can feel it. Um, but I think it's also our job to, um, put ourselves in a position where we can feel it. Um, so I, I really wanted to think that out. Like, how am I going to, to feel his love for me? And then also, how am I going to show my love for Jesus Christ? And, you know, I think that those, the answers to those can vary. Well, they will definitely vary for different people, but even for me from year to year, the Mm -hmm. answers might be different, but, um, just taking the time to sit down and consider those, I'm, I'm hoping will make, will make a difference so that I realize, like you're saying, this is, it's a really special time of the year, um, when, and a really sacred time of the year. And we, and we want to, um, use it to grow closer to Jesus Christ. I love that. You know, um, your question, how am I going to feel Jesus's love for me this Christmas season? Um, was the very question. So you were talking earlier about, you know, having to do a Christmas program or whatever. Well, I'm in charge of the Christmas program for this year (laughs) for our award. Um, but that was my, that was my objective. That's what I wanted to do. How can I help the people who come to this event, fill of their Savior's love and fill of the spirit of Christmas. Because I truly believe that Christmas has a spirit that goes with it. It is the spirit of Christ, and it is that loving, um, forgiving nature of, of our Heavenly Father that that permeates the the feeling during Christmas time. And mm-hmm. I wanted um, those who came to this event to be able to feel of that love and then to go home and be able to share that in some way with, with their family or their loved ones or something. And so um, I really think that that's a great question to think about and to ponder on how am I going to feel Christ's love for me this Christmas? And how am I going to help my family feel Christ's love? That was mm-hmm. always a big thing for me, as I wanted to make sure that in all of the commercialism of Christmas, that there was a time during Christmas that my kids felt the spirit of Christmas, that they felt the Savior's love for them. And that was always... um an important question that I ask myself every Christmas of what can I do this year to help my kids feel Christ's spirit? Um, yeah, so definitely. I don't, do you have any well, uh, suggestions for us? What are you doing this year? Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll share, um, I'll share an experience that I had a few years ago. Um, if that's okay. Yeah. So, um, so when, um, my husband and I graduated from college, we, um, we took, got his real, he got a first grown up job <laughs> and we went to Connecticut and we were there for Christmas all by ourselves without any, we didn't have any of our um, family members near us. Um, and, but that was, you know, it was, it was a really interesting time. We were, we were dirt poor, like literally some of our, <laughs> some of our, um, our furniture was made out of cardboard and um, <laughs> we just kind of had each other and our little baby in a one room apartment. Um, but there was a family there that, wow, they were just so special. They're so special to me um, because that was, it was a, it was a really interesting time just being so far away from everybody. Um, but they really, really helped us feel um, Christ's love 
for us. They invited us to their house on Christmas Eve, which I felt like it was a big thing. You know, Christmas Eve is usually kind of like, hey, this is family time. But they they knew that we were away from family. They invited us to their house for Christmas Eve. And um, they shared they shared with us um, what their traditions were. We, you know, we had a really great time together. And then when we got home, um, we had a little secret Santa <laughs> drop off some gifts for us. And, mm. um, you know, it was just, uh, and, you know, we, we were like, oh, who could this have been? But <laughs> um, it was, we, we just felt so loved by them because they noticed, um, they noticed us that we needed, you know, that we needed a little extra love that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's really one of my most memorable Christmases. Um, and I think sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it is kind of hard to realize like, oh, I'm a person that needs to be served right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like other, you know, um, but I, I'm so glad that those people reached out and that, um, and that we let them serve us because I, I have such fond memories of that year. And, and I really just felt, I felt the spirit so much through that family. So that, that's just one way that, um, that we've felt Jesus's love. Well, and you know what? Honestly, it it didn't, the way you described it, it wasn't like it was a big additional effort on their part. They just opened their home to allow you to come in and share in what they were already doing. Um, right. And that's, you know, as we think about that, can we do more of that? Can we just open our hearts? Can we open our homes to those who who could use a little extra love or who could who are lonely. We, we like to invite, um, last several years, we've had, um, some widow ladies that would come and share Christmas Eve with us who didn't have family around or even, um, my parents who, you know, when it's just the two of them, it, it gets a little boring. It's a lot more fun for Christmas to have kids or have more Mm -hmm. people than just you and your spouse. And so, you know, those are times when, when all it is is an invitation to invite someone to come and share in what you're already doing. And that can make a huge difference, just like it did for you and your family, a huge yeah. difference for you and not a very much of a sacrifice on on the part of those that were doing that. And so that's a great way that we can help people feel of the Savior's love. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what else is there that you can share with us? Tiffany, I think we're getting close. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... So in the very, in the very end, um, I wanted to think about, um, the fact that moms need time for themselves. <laughs> mm. And I know I need, I need time for myself in order for my, for me to stay happy and my family to stay happy. I need a little bit of time for myself. So I started thinking, you know, especially, um, you know, even when we simplify the Christmas season is just a little bit busier than your normal everyday life, you know, but what am I going to do, um, to kind of take care of myself, even, you know, just like 15 minutes a day, something that we can, um, that we can do. And, um, and I think that when we take time for ourselves, then we're more able to, um, recognize the needs of others. Um, because sometimes I, I've, I've noticed, at least for me, when, when I run myself ragged, it's really hard for me to look outside of myself, um, because I'm just kind of overwhelmed with everything that I have to do. And, 
Um, but when I take a little time for myself, then I can start to look and be like, oh, maybe I can help someone in this way, or maybe this person could use a phone call or something like that. Um, so that, that's been, um, that was another thing I wanted to try and focus on this year. Um, and then, and then the last one, um, was time for stillness, um, and thinking about scheduling, uh, scheduling just a day where, I guess an empty day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and, um, I, I actually, um, so as a photographer, I, I have, I follow these photography coaches. Um, their names are Amy and Jordan and they have a podcast that I listen to and they were, um, talking about, they had an episode called how to protect your calendar. And mm-hmm. I really loved the example that they gave because they talked about, um, how they went to church one day and their pastor asked them to write down like their top five priorities. And they're like, oh yeah, we've got this, you know? So they wrote down like God, marriage, family, friends, and work. And they're like, yep, we feel like we put down the right answer, you know? And then, and then he said, okay, now I need you to take out your phone and look at your calendar and see if your, um, if everything in your calendar matches your priorities and they were like, Oh, Mm. (laughs) actually it doesn't, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so I love how they, you know, they kind of explained, um, you know, scheduling the scheduling, the things first that are the most important for you. And then, um, and then you, you can fill in with other things. Um, but I, I felt as I was planning this, that, um, scheduling an empty day can also be, um, really impactful in, um, the way that we feel, the way that our family feels and just, um, giving ourselves a break and giving ourselves time to, to soak up the Christmas spirit and, and feel the spirit of the Lord. I love that. I love the idea of actually scheduling it in because it's easy to think, Oh, I don't have too much going on or I've got, I, or I can do one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. and you don't think about scheduling, but if you don't schedule it, it won't happen, right? I mean, how many right. times have you thought of, you know, I'm going to go to the temple or I'm going to go do my ministering. And in, if you don't schedule it or even have a date with your spouse, if it's not for me, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. and so I love your idea of actually just, Keeping a day or two free. I mean, maybe one day a week, you just have, you know what? We aren't doing any outside things this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, whatever you need for you and your family, but to actually schedule it. I love that idea that, you know what? We're just going to have some downtime. We're not going to be, we're not going to let other people dictate our schedule. We're going to take control mm-hmm. of it ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. And that's that, that actually, that's really interesting. Cause what you just said, like not letting other people dictate our schedules, that's been something that I've been thinking about a lot. And it's like, Oh wait, like I want to plan my schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, it's been really interesting. Like even the other day, um, I think it was on Sunday and we decided, you know, we're going to have like the afternoon we just want to have with our family. And my husband ended up just making up this random game with our boys. And, um, and then I started to join in and, and it was, it was the greatest thing. I think they, and, and they've been mentioning it throughout the week. They're like, Oh, we should play this game again. You know, it was <laughs> a really special moment for us. Um, but it had, we had to have that that buffer time, that time of stillness first in order for those kind of like natural family moments to happen. 
you know, how I love that you have just, you know, encapsulated everything right there. We have to have those moments of stillness in order for some of these times to happen. And I think one of the words that you had written in your, um, in your little book club, I don't know what you were calling it, but you said something about magical. And I thought, you know what, there, Christmas is such a magical time. And sometimes we miss the magic because we're too overscheduled. We've got too many things that we're trying to do and too many experiences that we're trying to have that we're missing out on those spontaneous, lovely, magical moments that happen as we mm-hmm. are relaxed and spending time with those that we love. So mm-hmm. I, that to me is like the most important thing that we could do. To me, that's what Christmas is about is those magical moments that happen as we have the strength and the energy and the mental capacity to enjoy those moments. And we're not so tired and stressed out from all the things that we think that we have to do that we miss out on, on those, that, that spirit of Christmas. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, it's, I feel like the Lord is, um, you know, he's really willing to, to help us with this because he wants our family to feel the spirit too. You know, he wants us to be able to have those kinds of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that just like every time I've, um, I've taken the time to ask him like, okay, how can I try and create a better atmosphere? What can I do in our family? What do we need to add or take away? Like President Nelson said, um, the Lord always knows, like, well, of course he knows, but he, he always mm-hmm. lets me know. And it's, it's, it's been really, really a big blessing, um, that, that he's so willing to share that with me. Tiffany, that is, is beautiful. And I think that that, that same thing can happen to all of us. We just have to, number one, we have to ask, right? I mean, it doesn't happen without mm-hmm. taking the time to ask and then taking the time to, um, to think and to, um, try to contemplate what do I need to take out? What can I do to make this um, a time of happiness, a time of spiritual renewal instead of spiritual draining? Um, mm-hmm. And that does take a few minutes. And so um, I guess the invitation that that I want to, to leave, and maybe you can add to it, is, is just to take that time to be um, proactive. If, you know, Tiffany has done a lot of the work for you. If you will go through her little handouts that she's, she's made, you can quickly fill this out and you will have a, a plan for the next six weeks of how you can make um, your Christmas wonderful, how you can simplify it, how you can make it be what you want to be. Um, so, so Tiffany, can we can we put a link to your um, little handout on our on our um, site here? Would that oh, be definitely. okay? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so in our show notes, we'll have a link to um, Tiffany's little workbook. And then, Tiffany, what what do you hope people um, if they take the opportunity to to download this or to to look at this? What do you hope they get out of it or take away from it? I think the biggest thing is, um, I would just hope that, that, that mothers can feel more peace at Christmas, um, that they can, um, you know, be intentional about what, what they want to do with it. And then really just, you know, kind of sit back and relax and feel the love this Christmas. Um, cause that's, I, I really feel that that's what Christmas is for. 
And um, if we can kind of just take a little a little look ahead and you know think about it, then I, I really feel like that's a possibility that we can that we can definitely achieve that. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much for sharing this. Um, this is is a great resource. And I think that there's so much that we can learn from this. And I appreciate you taking the time to, to join us and to share with us these thoughts that you've had to help us um, have a more meaningful Christmas. So thank you for your time and your efforts for, for what you do for us. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Well, remember everybody that your teaching matters. Thank you again, Tiffany, and um, we hope to see you all soon. Bye-bye.